What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Free Game All Gain. My name is AR. And I'm YZ. And today's topic of discussion is where is your money going? Where? Where is it going? Where is it just disappearing to? <laughs> I know that's a, lot, that's a question a lot of you guys ask, so we're going to get into that today. Um, but before we get into that, there's a few uh, top uh, world talks that we like to bring up. Yes. It's so, a new segment. It's a new segment that we're going to add. So just earlier today, actually, uh, something that uh, was determined was we know who the 46th president of the United States of America is. Yep. Joe Biden. Mr. Biden. And Harris. Do you feel like that's a, that's a good route for the United States or, or for the world, actually? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, to be honest. I don't really know the guy. Yeah. The only the only way I know him is that he was uh, Obama's vice. Yeah, he was, yeah. But that's all I know him for. Yeah, but he was probably in the Democratic Party or whatever for how long? Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, he takes us or not us, but he takes the United States out of the. the they lead the world, in. so yeah, it's kind of taking <laughs> us too, and we're the sister. We're, we're the ones that are right beside America, so and they take us too. Yeah. Well, that's that's good news, I guess. We're good and bad news. We're gonna miss Trump. Yeah, I'm gonna miss his radical I don't know how many tweets. Like, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna miss his radical tweets. He's crazy. He's actually nuts. I don't know how they. I don't know how he won to begin with. Oh well, it just shows how much people are like him. Oh my lord! And also, people weren't really voting. Bro, wasn't As that the same year they voted for the dead monkey Harambe? <laughs> that's what you know. That's what I'm saying. Like that's people weren't taking it seriously. <laughs> people weren't taking it seriously. So, but anyway, that's all. You, that, this this just goes to show. That every vote counts, I guess. This oh, is just literally, proof. yeah. Because yeah. if, if the people that ended up voting didn't vote, because it was it was it was in the beginning, it was a close, it was a close yeah, race. It was a close race. So it just goes to show that your know, your vote matters basically at the end of the day. Yep. I guess in other news, Ontario logs a record high of one thousand one hundred and thirty-two new COVID cases, Damn. and says the highest number of infections ever recorded in a single day. And I think I've seen that same phrase used like three, four times this week. We're just breaking our own record every day. Yeah. So there was a third day in our, in, in this week that we rec- uh, recorded more than a thousand cases. So COVID isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mask up. Yep. The mask, mask is the new way of the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the, this forever. It's just gonna be like the nine eleven. You know the nine eleven after the nine eleven. There's more like there's, there's more police. Security, there's more yeah, yeah customs. The, 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 everything is different. Yeah, yeah. There's every, everything is just more. Oh, this is gonna be the same thing Strict for, and for stuff. Yeah. same thing. Same yeah. same exact thing. It's gonna happen. Everyone's gonna be wearing masks. You're not gonna be able to board a plane without a mask or some nonsense like that. Oh yeah, you can't. I don't think you can go anywhere without a mask. And what's crazy is I think everywhere you go will be selling masks <laughs> oh, facts there's vending machines you know right now you know in funny. the airports with with, with masks and, oh, and pp yeah, yeah, yeah hand sanitizers oh yeah that's convenient yeah but yeah i went to i was in shoppers the other day and uh i forgot my mask like somewhere and i just walked in because i just had to get something and then the so you know how everything is spaced out when you have to line up right so those there was a little bit of a line. So then I had to go, I was like, you know, five or six people back. And then there's only like one or two workers. And I don't know why, but she just took the time (laughs) to not work anymore and just look at me and say, yo, you need a mask. And she's waving. She had a mask in a bag and she wanted to sell it to me. She's like, yeah, come, come get it. And I'm looking like, okay, I'm here. I need to buy one item. 
what am I going to do? Yeah. So I go to the front. <laughs> Don't tell me you paid. No, I told her, I said, listen, I'll buy the mask. I just forgot my mask elsewhere or whatever. I'll buy it. She's like, oh, it's a dollar. I'm like, soft, you know, it's taxing, but it's whatever. Then I'm like, listen, if I'm here paying for it now, I might as well buy my item and leave. <laughs> 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 she looked at me. She's like, just move. Just move. She was cheese, but she just she just gave it to me. and said, "Go to the back, go to the back, and just buy it when you come." I said, "See no more." <laughs> so I had to stand in the line with a mask, and then obviously when I went to the front, she just made me pay for it, and then I left. But yeah, bro, they're not letting you stay anywhere without a mask. You can't really go anywhere without a mask, even if they do let you. It's it's not like it's not the same, you know. If you go to a mall, you can't stop and eat in the food court and stuff like everything like any dining is completely destroyed right now yeah like all restaurants and everything like that is just all takeout everything is takeout when you go to the stores you have to wear a mask and the cases are still going up so i don't know we'll see what happens honestly but yeah so that's it for world talk so this is something i wanted to do so i'm gonna now start with the quote of the episode so it's, it doesn't have to directly be uh, related to the episode, but it's just kind of something to think about, something to ponder on, something I like to add. So the quote for today would be, don't wish for it, work for it. But the one part I wanted to add to this is, don't wish for it until you work for it. Mm. You see? Yes, 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 yes. I like that one. You know what I mean? I like that one better, yeah. Because realistically people will wish for something before they work for it yeah. and it's like yeah you kind of gotta do that in the beginning but as your life starts to go you can't wish for something and not work for it it doesn't make sense you have to at least start working for something and then you can start dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger and like that's how the world kind of goes that's how the world moves so i guess if you can just uh relate this to your life i guess this is this is something for like our business yeah you know what i mean we we wished for it, but like we worked for it first and then it started to kind of, it kind of flourished because where we were working the other car job, we were already thinking of how we're going to do it ourselves. Right. So we, we were wishing for it before we worked for our own business, but we were already working the job that we were wishing to own. That's the, that's like the key part in this. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, it is key to, be working for something and then you can actually wish for something legitimate yep so based on the topic of discussion today which is where is your money going i know a lot of people ask this question um so we're gonna break it down because there's basically only two avenues of two, where your money yeah where your money realistically going. yeah yeah where your money is going so um there is uh, a liability and there is uh asset mm-hmm. so those are the two areas where your money is going in all situations, almost yes. all situations, all your income is going to one or the other. One or the other, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna describe and define what each one is, mm-hmm. and then we'll give examples just so that everyone has an idea of uh, like what are the differences between an asset and a liability. Okay. Without further ado, we'll start with liability. Everyone likes to hear about the good before the bad, but nope, we're gonna start with the liability. Yeah. So a liability is something a person or company owes usually a sum of money liabilities are settled over time through the transfer of economic benefits including money goods or services in general a liability is an obligation between one party and another not yet completed or paid for 
That is uh, the simplest term of what a liability is. An asset can be defined as many different things, but the general definition for it is a resource with economic value that an individual, corporation, or country owns or controls with the expectation that it will provide a future benefit. Assets are reported on a company's balance sheet and are brought or created to increase a firm's value. And so with with that being said, there are three different types of assets also like tangible, intangible and different types. But just in general, an asset is something that kind of brings you money and a liability is something that you now owe. Yes. In the simplest terms. Yeah. So I guess as one of the first examples we can kind of bring up, I will, uh, I'll provide you with this situational and you can, I guess, let me know whether or not you think it's an asset or a liability. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Like role play. We're doing role play right now. Like yeah. Is it role play? Yeah, okay. sort of, kind of. Okay. Not that kind of, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So, say... You're in high school and the new iPhone 12, come what, the iPhone 12 came out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. iPhone 12, iPhone yes, 12 yes, yes. or the Samsung, one of them came out. And now all you're seeing at every phone booth and every single phone store is that you can get it on contract. Mm-hmm. And so you would pay a certain amount of dollars over a certain amount of time. Usually, okay, I'll give you an example. If the phone's $1,000, or I think now it's roughly about 1200 1300 for iPhone 12? Yeah, what is the new iPhone? Uh, some market value. I think, I, I actually, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, let's say like 1200. 1200, for example. For so, the, like the most basic one, yeah. Yeah, you'll be given maybe, and the, the worst part is I think they have minimums to these contracts. You can't, even if it's 1200 and you could pay that 100 bucks a month in one year, they would tell you, okay, it would be spread out across maybe two years. And then on top of that, you have to also pay your phone bill on top of that. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, a tab. A, a tab, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a tab. So would you consider that to be an asset or a liability? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, let's just break it down in situation. So an asset is something that provides you money. Yes. It adds money, cash flow adds to value, value yeah. to your account. And a liability is something that takes money. It's an expense. Mm-hmm. So... If I am paying for a phone bill, which is already going to be considered a liability because it's taking money out of my account, right? Let's just say. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I am adding an additional expense, which is now I'm financing the phone, which is basically what it is. Yeah. Right. And I'm paying an additional $30, $40 on top of that monthly uh, over the two years so that I can own that phone eventually. Yeah. I've increased my expense for a new phone. Now, mm. at the end of the day, you have to see what does the what value does the phone bring to you? If the if the phone brings, uh, if the phone is able to br- generate money for you, then then yes, it could potentially be seen as a awesome. uh, as an asset because it gives you it brings it brings money. Yeah. But if if it doesn't bring money to you, if it's just a form of communication to just get to work and stuff like that, then having the brand new phone doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. What makes more sense is to just have any ordinary phone that you can afford, which yeah. that's in within your your, your budget. Within your means. And then paying that phone bill. Yeah, which is then, not. Which is the, what, let's say 50, X. 60 bucks. Yeah. And, which is within your means. You don't need a $100 plan if you're only going to be using five gigs and, you know, like yeah. unlimited calling, right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 plan your, 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 your phone plan accordingly and you then 
then that way, even if it is a liability, you've limited your liability cost. Yeah. Rather than paying $115 for the brand new phone, and that phone will always be taking money out of your account. It doesn't bring you. It doesn't bring you money. Yeah. Unless yeah. it does. Unless you know if that's the type the of line. The crazy you're part in. is, once you're finished uh, paying off the phone, the value has been depreciated. So if you'd like right. to even flip it. You're yeah. not getting the same value that you just paid for. No, especially especially with these products like Apple yeah, and stuff when they're coming oh, out with three three different phones every year. It's yeah, you're definitely not getting it at the value that. Yeah, so so I like how you broke it down. So the financing of the phone is one aspect, and then the phone bill is another. So that's right. another thing that people don't really walk into these places realizing. Mm-hmm. You have to pay a phone bill. Yeah. So that phone bill is the expense that you must afford mm-hmm. every month. Yeah. The finance is now a, an added expense. Yeah. So if something is an added expense, then it must be seen as a liability because now you have to make a lot more of the money and it's just going to paying off a phone. And even if you don't like the phone or anything like that happens in the middle of your term, you can't just walk out of the contract without you know? a penalty at least yeah. without a penalty you yeah. have to buy out the phone and then they'll probably charge you because you didn't stay the whole te- the the whole tenure of the yeah. agreement yeah so it's like to me a liability is more of anything that you have to pay for over time and your the money is like it, it locks you in right anything to lock you into a long-term contract is to me, uh, somewhat of a liability. Mm-hmm. And with a phone, having the phone expense is, that's fine. Your income can now cover that expense. Right. But for your income to now cover that expense and the liability, you're not leaving yourself with any room to save your money or build your assets. Exactly. You get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And just to add, there's nothing wrong with having a liability. Like, there uh, isn't. Like, there's, uh, like, I, like, the whole, like, the whole point of this podcast is not to say eliminate all of your liabilities. No. Because it's almost nearly it's impossible. impossible. Yeah. yeah it's, you it's just very have difficult. to know. You, yeah, exactly. If you don't know that something is a liability and you live your life like it's not, then yeah. you, get, you get stuck. Yeah, Because exactly. you have to know it's a liability in order for you to actually now successfully rise above that mm-hmm, exactly. you know, to yeah. put in the simplest terms. Yeah. So to, like to me, it's like, okay, if you want to go finance a phone, then that's cool. That's fine. But it'd be a lot easier for you and on your pockets. If you go and just buy a phone, that's a little bit older, maybe, you right, know, right. kind of work within you have to, you have to give or take. If right. you want the newest phone and financing is the best option for you, then you'll be stuck for another two years. Mm-hmm. If you want to own a phone and kind of just get that out of the way, then go buy a phone. And now you only have the monthly expense of paying your phone bill, which is very affordable. Actually over here, it's not that affordable, but for us generally it, it is, you know, right, we're right. getting like 10 gigs, 20 gigs, whatever the case is, you're paying like 60, 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's with phone contracts. So, Something similar to this, but I guess on a little bit of a bigger scale would be, I say, a car finance. So say you wanted to go buy a car uh, used, uh, um, new, it doesn't matter. They have car financing for for both. Um, What would you say 
about a car finance. And for those who don't know, maybe you want to get into what a car finance is. Yeah. So a car finance is basically um, having just similar to a phone plan. I'm um, uh, like a, uh, having a phone contract. Yeah, phone contract. Except it's with the it's a lot. It's a, basically the same as just with a car, and you're paying a fixed amount of fee every single month or biweekly mm-hmm. um, to to the wherever you loan where whatever you got the money loaned from whether it's from the bank or whatever yeah. and then over a period of time to eventually pay off the full amount that's basically what a, a car finance is now with a car finance this is a much bigger scale than it is with a phone a phone is just you know twelve hundred dollars you're playing with right yeah. you're talking about car financing a car and now you're talking in the thousands. couple of thousands of dollars thousands right yeah. so again this goes to again knowing what your assets and liability is if you're car if, if financing a car because with come with financing with, with owning a car itself yeah there is liabilities a thousand percent just alone just owning the car there's insurance there's gas there's parking fees there is maintenance um and then there's like um like you know if you're taking like the 407 or ETR, whatever ETR, yeah, there's or, different there's different things small 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 maintenances that i mean small small fees that eventually add up right mm-hmm. so those are itself our liabilities and then on top of that, if you're financing the car, you're paying out an additional five, six hundred dollars every year, every month, sorry, or, or or bi-weekly or whatever the case is, to own the car. Now, you if you if you own that car, you will now eliminated that liability of having to pay monthly. Yeah. You've now just owned the car. You've owned, you've owned. Uh, potentially either a liability or an asset, mm-hmm. depending on how you use the how vehicle. You use it, yeah. Right. So you have to remember that one man's liability could be an asset for you, and one man's asset for another person could, could be, a be a liability, liability for you. Yeah. It depends on how you're using that specific how you item. Use it, yes. Exactly. So in this situation, if you're using the car for leisure and for fun, basically, yeah. then it is more of an, a liability for you than it is an asset. Exactly. If you're using the vehicle for work and after all the expenses and all the other maintenances and everything, you're still making more. You're making you're, you're making positive cash flow. Yeah. Then it is an asset to you. Yes. Yes. You do not need to own a car. I mean, you don't need to finance a car if you're using it for leisure. Leisure. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That makes yeah. It makes absolutely no sense to me. You have to be working with you it. You have. You have. That's the only way it makes sense to me. You have to be working the whole finance period. Yeah, the like whole it, entire time where you are now paying off that car finance, that car must be worked on. Yeah, exactly. And it has on top to be of generating that, money. Financing a, a a a brand new car, for an example, mm-hmm. just I'll just right here on CBC, it says an average an average car fi- uh, depreciates about, which is another issue. It's with huge. Financing yeah. You're hopeful when you finance a brand new car, it, the the car depreciates by thirty percent the first year. Damn. So an average cost of a car is let's say what 40,000 whoa what kind of average are you talking about <laughs> brand new car oh, okay 30. okay yeah 30 yeah <laughs> okay so 30,000 I'll say 30,000 so 30 percent depreciation you've already lost nine thousand dollars in that first year holy smokes just in that first year alone right so and you're still stuck paying the whole price tag just keep that in mind yeah every and so every single year it depreciates to a certain point right a certain point so it held a market value yeah so you're always losing that money mm-hmm. so now it's like how much how much liability are you willing to add on yourself exactly. that's the question basically if you're if you if you're already going to own a car and you're already gonna be paying these expenses that come with a car yeah does it make sense for you to also finance a car as well and add that additional burden on yourself 
Yeah. And then that's the question you have to ask yourself. If it doesn't make sense, just buy a regular car and use it. And even if it's for leisure and it's for fun and whatever the case may be, your liability is at a much reduced cost. That additional expense that you would have been paying to finance your car, you can now use it to make to go and make your, uh, build assets for yourself. Yeah. And eventually, hopefully, that asset, those assets will be able to pay off your liabilities. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a game. So don't be financing a car and say, oh, well, I just want to buy a brand new car because I don't have the money to, to buy and a they, car. And what they see is the monthly fee. The monthly fee to them seems appealing. Yeah, But yeah, it's yeah. not. You have to look how long are you tied in for. That, yeah. to me, is the main part about all of these financing and contracts and all these things the one good thing i'll tell you about car financing is that all car finances are open loans therefore you can pay it out at any time and there is no fee i think with the phone contracts they try to charge you even though that doesn't make any sense it's so stupid i'm paying out the phone why you charge me for paying early doesn't make sense yeah with a car finance it's all of them are usually open loans and if you don't know this now you know yeah yeah. So at least if you're saving up, if you need to, if you have a certain amount of money and you want a certain car and you think financing is the best way to go, do it if you want at your own discretion, but yeah. try to pay it off as fast as possible because you don't want something to be hanging over your head as a liability for that long. Because like you said, it depreciates in value every single year. So the faster that you fully buy it is the faster you have control over that now is it's an asset. Your car is now an asset because you could pawn it. You could sell it. Mm-hmm. You might not sell it for how much you paid, but the, that's the risk you took when you financed. Like this is what you do when you buy a vehicle. When you buy a car, it automatically depreciates, but you have to see the value in it and try to either run it to the ground and make as much money as possible, or you sell it at the market value, whatever you could get for it and try to buy another car. So for me personally, I did a trade-in. I did something called a trade-in. Trade-ins are wonderful. If you if you have a used car and you wanna, you, you wanna play the used car game, then you kinda gotta do your research, gotta know your market value for your car. And then now when you start to trade in your vehicle that you own, now you're playing Monopoly with the car game. Yeah, you're playing asset to asset, yeah. Exactly. So now it's like you just add a little bit of cash on top of that. Now you have it as an asset, your vehicle, and then you can now go purchase some, a newer car. Or if you really want, you could trade in your car, pay a little bit less money and get the same, maybe same year or like just different brand or like you can do things and you have the control to do different things when you are no longer under a car finance or under a phone contract. Right. So... To me, once you own it, 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 now you have the option of making it an asset or a liability. But like you said, as long as you are now paying that off, it is a liability, 1000%. Right, exactly. Only because you already have the expenses that come with owning a car. Now you added yourself a long-term liability in paying off the finance. To me, you like, anyone that does a finance has to really, really look at how much they make a month and start to do the math because if you're if you all the money you're making is going straight to that vehicle because it's already going to it with expenses and if you if you use it to get to work then you're going to pay off the 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 expenses that you need you have to pay insurance that's an expense 
And then anything mechanical or anything you need to fix on the car that just kind of comes in time as with maintenance, you have to do oil changes, you have to do certain things. And those are fixed expenses that come with owning a car that you have to pay off. Right. Now you add on top of that, the, the finance fee per month. So now you have to add how much or sorry, subtract from the amount that you make of how much now you have to pay for that finance and how much you have to pay for your expenses on that vehicle alone. And you'll start to see that having a finance actually adds a heavy burden onto your personal finances because now you're working all for it to go to insurance and your vehicle. Right. And this is another thing that people might not know. So anybody that's under the age of 25, that's trying to actually finance a car and get their own insurance, you're forced to get two-way insurance if you finance a car by force. You can't get the cheaper one-way insurance, the liability. You can't get that. If you finance a vehicle, you have to get two-way insurance. Why? It's not your car. That's This is the rule that most people... Yeah, no, it's not. This is the rule that most people have when you... Because I spoke to people. I wanted to go and finance. So I went and did my research. I went and spoke to people and they said, no, by force, you have to get two-way insurance. And for me, I don't know about any of you guys, but personally, I've been trying to stick with one-way insurance this whole time (laughs) because the best option money-wise. So I can't really afford two-way insurance. So now... If my two-way insurance is already expensive because I'm under 25, because maybe the area I live in or anything like that, whatever the reason why your insurance is already high, it gets higher when you make it two-way insurance. And then on top of that, you have to add the fee of paying the finance. Mm-hmm. So that is that already off the bat, you're paying every single month. Some For some people that can go as, as high as a thousand bucks a month for like three, four years maybe. And if you paid out early, maybe two years, but that's still a long time to be under under a financial hold from either these dealerships or these banks. So to me, that is in itself a liability. Right. The expenses that come with the car is the expenses mm-hmm. that you have to do. The maintenance and the insurance, that is expenses. You have to do that if you want to own a vehicle in Toronto. Mm-hmm. If you want to finance a car, you are now adding to your ex- your monthly expenses. This is not something you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Insurance and maintenance is something you have to do. Mm-hmm. Financing a car is not something that you have to do. Therefore, understand it's a liability and work harder. That is my point. I'm yeah. not saying don't finance. Yeah. I'm saying you have to know what it is and work harder at now being able to now pay that off and still save some money and do more with your life. You can't just, if you get stuck paying all of your money to a car that depreciates every year, the second it comes time to now getting a new car, because let me tell you something, you're not going to keep a car forever. You're not going to keep a home for uh, a phone forever. You know what I mean? So these things that you can't keep forever, you're going to have to go and get a new one. If you're already paying so much money to keep what you have, how can you save money for what you're going to do next? So true. It's just, and the thing is, there's there's people that would that come, that come to me and they ask, you know, like, or they'll just over here, like when they ask, oh, uh, should I finance a car or should I buy a car? It's like yeah. a lot of it's a, it's a question that a it's lot a, of people it's ask. It's a good question, yeah. Especially when they're when they're about when they're to first getting it. When yeah, when you're when it's your first car, like you don't know it. Should you buy or should you finance? Should you buy or should you finance? The question is, you shouldn't. You should, technically, you shouldn't ask nobody because no one knows your situation more than you do. Exactly. Everyone has their own reason for why they would finance, and everyone has their own reason for why they would own their car. 
the, you have to have your own reason for why you would do one or the other. Exactly. And the only way to do that is by literally sitting down and knowing what your liabilities are and what your assets are. If you have a lot of liabilities like that is like that is fixed with that you cannot eliminate, you financing a car will only add. And if your own only asset is you, your job, let's say working, yeah. right? You have to realize, okay, how much money am I going to make from this job? And then by the time I end off paying off all these liabilities, yeah. what do I have left? Exactly. And if you are in the negatives, that is a completely big, big no Completely locked. Yeah, yeah. Don't even don't even think about owning a car, yeah. let alone financing. I don't even think about owning a car. But if it's at a like you get a number and it's positive, you have to now look at how can I, like, am I am I uh, like how can okay? I how am I okay with the total amount? that mm-hmm. I'm leaving at the positive, even if you're in a positive cash flow, yeah. because you could be positive 50%, at $50. Yeah. You could be positive $100. Am I okay with profiting $100 after all the expenses and everything paid for, for yeah. my liabilities, right? Yeah. Does that make sense to me? And that is the question you got to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, then you say, okay, no, I'm not okay with that. So I definitely cannot finance. I cannot afford to finance. Yeah. What I'd rather do is buy a cheaper car. Yeah. And then with that, pay the incurred, co- uh, incurred maintenance fees yeah. that comes with the owning a car. Yeah. And then, what, what is the what is my bottom line? Yeah, and obviously it will be higher. Then you say, okay, that makes more sense to me, mm-hmm. right? But just financing a car just simply because you say, well, I don't have that much money right now. I only have like five thousand yeah. dollars, so I don't I can't afford to buy a car. So I'm just gonna finance. If you you shouldn't be looking at it like that way. That's if the you, worst. Yeah, that's the worst way. That's the worst way. If you if, don't look at it based on, oh, I can't afford it right now, so I'm going to finance it. No. Because all you're going to do is just, you're going to finance so many things. Yeah. And you will reach a point where you have so many liabilities it's that you're paying of off everything. Yeah, you're yeah. paying off, you, you have a lot of, you've accumulated a lot of debt yeah. that you're paying off. And your bottom line is little to nothing. And what you'll realize is you will almost never have an asset. Yeah. You will always have liabilities. You've stuck. You've put yourself in this cycle of just constant liabilities. It's called the rat race. Yeah, that's basically what you've done. Yeah. You've done. You've have one asset because by the end of it, your bottom line is little to nothing yeah. that you can't use to now to do anything. More, yeah, yeah, to create and more it's assets. Only coming, it's all coming from your one general source of income. Yeah. So that's, it doesn't. It doesn't. Hard. It doesn't make sense. But if you were to let's say own a car and you've paid your, if you bought a four thousand, five thousand dollar, you know, car, mm-hmm. and then you pay off, you you you, you pay the the fees that come with owning a car. Yeah. And then with your bottom line, you have now a little bit more play. Yeah, you have a little bit more money to play with. Play with. Yeah. And then with that, you do certain things that can help you attain assets. Exactly. Right? And then eventually your assets will grow, your assets will grow. And then come time when you are able to afford to buy a car, yeah. then you go ahead and buy a car. Mm-hmm. But just to buy a car is simply because you, you tell yourself you don't have, because all you're going to do is you're going to be comfortable with this financing the thing. The cycle of it. And yeah. you're going to start financing anything and everything. And then you're going to look around and you're going to realize that you don't own nothing. Yeah, you don't own nothing. It's Everything you're doing is financing and the dealerships. And yeah, like you know yeah. what I mean. And that's not a that's not a good way to that's to live your life because now you became a slave to the money. Because the moment that that one asset that is able to maintain all your liabilities mm-hmm. for, for some reason on pause or cut out, yeah, all of a sudden everything that you believe you own is retracted from you. Facts, it's right all taken, you, all taken back. And then it's like a slap in the face, it's a wake up call, right? And you'll be like, oh, I worked so hard. You didn't work hard for nothing. You yeah. were working hard to upkeep. You weren't working hard yeah. to maintain. You yeah. get what I mean? That's so true. there's a difference. So all I'm saying is, is basically like try to minimize your liabilities. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're financing a car mm-hmm. and you're gonna rent out the car, 
So, you know, that becomes an asset. That's a, that's a business. Yes, it's a business. Now yeah. you're almost like a rental company. Yeah. You buy, you're, you're financing a car. Let's say you're financing at $1,000. Yeah. And plus insurance, whatever. And let's say total cost is $2,000 for the whole thing. Yeah. And you're renting out the car and in total, you're getting $4,000 revenue. Yeah. That's $2,000 profit. And then every month after that, it's like and a then, little bit so, more, it yeah, grows. Exactly. Yeah. So the, in that situation, then yes, that whoever financed that car is an, it's an asset. If you He's go smart. and ask that person, they're going to say, oh yeah, yeah, finance a car, of course. It's yeah, a, yeah, those it's people great. say it, yeah. Exactly, but it's because the way he's using it is to his advantage. It's different. You are not on the same game exactly. as he is. Exactly. You are exactly. using it for your own personal use. And that's the thing. I feel like most people in the city, they finance cars for leisure. People exactly. don't really think of using their car as a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even expensing it for that. Yeah, right? so that, that, that's why I'm saying don't compare yourself with other people don't ask other people if don't, you should yeah. finance or not because you're always going to get a different answer because everyone's it's using based it based on their personal experience yes how they're using it to, exactly. them, to their advantage so you got to ask yourself what is your liability what is your assets and is your assets able to pay off for their liabilities exactly and that's what one of the points you said is a good way into this next question it'll be quick a housing mortgage so this is the the big one so we talked about phone contracts that's maybe a year or two maybe three years talked about a car finance car finance is about four to five years you know maybe six Mm -hmm. a housing mortgage how long do you think a house mortgage is 30 years (laughs) it is on average (laughs) let me search the average of it actually i think it's like 30 years (laughs) i think it's like 20 to 30 yeah average i think the max is like 35 Okay, so I think we can say on average, a housing mortgage is 25 to 30 years. But we'll say 25. That is a long time. That sounds like a jail bid. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> so like yeah, doing 25 to 30. <laughs> <laughs> Paying off Madame Holmes. <laughs> so what? I, I'm pretty sure for, for people that are kind of getting the gist of what we're getting at this episode, We'll catch on to, but what do you think a housing mortgage is? Asset or liability? Uh, in in the cases of what most people think of how to like most most people you mortgage a house for mm-hmm. themselves, yeah, right? To That's live. a liability. Yeah, it's a liability. Um, and then for the people that mortgage a house in order for it to be rented out by other people. That's an asset similar to it's a, a car. Of, yeah, yeah. It's a business. It's a business. So because now he's putting, he's, he's mortgaging a house and then now he's renting it out for someone either on Airbnb or whatever to now to, to live there or use the, use the space. And then he's now making a positive, he's making money off of the house. Yeah. Like he can literally pay off his own rent Yeah, just by having the that house. guy paying. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, so that's a good one. So basically like when it comes to mortgaging a house, a lot of people see it as like um a lot of people see it as an asset um like they see it as an automatic asset like you own a house that's an automatic asset but if you go back to the definition of what an asset and liability is yeah an asset is what brings you money only uh, or not owning well in the process of owning yeah right a house is considered a liability because you're paying off your mortgage you're paying off property tax you're paying off insurance uh you're paying off maintenance and Mm, utilities there's all these things this is considered an a liability Mm -hmm. it's not considered an asset right so 
a lot of people believe that it's it's considered an asset, right? Like you buy a house, buy a house, it's an asset. Uh, buy right when you drop the down payment, you think, oh, it's my asset. You now. have an asset. No, no you it's don't. It's the bank's asset. <laughs> yeah. It's not yours. <laughs> it's not an asset. So um, what a lot of people actually do, right, it, which is smart, in order, in order for that house to become an asset for them, mm-hmm. is they would mortgage a house and then they would rent out like the top floor, like the whole top half and they would live in the basement and they would the person that's paying that's living in there will be paying rent Mm -hmm. but will also be basically the mortgage yeah they're paying yeah they're basically paying paying, it off yeah yeah, so they're basically paying the mortgage and the person that's actually owns the that owns the house right Mm -hmm. that will be living in the basement which that's a term called house hacking so it's oh, basically, yeah? yeah. So it's basically like the person that's renting the facility is actually paying for the mortgage. Yeah. And then the person that owns the house is just living in the basement. Yeah. And now that house will become an asset to him. To because, him, yeah. Exactly. Because now he's creating, he's creating. He's making the house that he mortgaged generate money. Money, exactly. And yeah. then with that, he can now do the same thing for another house and then rent it out. And then that way it becomes an asset. Yeah. But if you're, if you're mortgaging a house and you're living in it, it becomes a liability. Hundred percent. So that's why people say rent what you own and rent what, what where you live. So a lot of people. That's why a lot of people say what you own, rent oh, it out. Let that right. make that money. Yeah. Make make money. Then you just and rent out. Rent to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because then that way you you escape all these additional liabilities, which is um, uh, property tax and sometimes and utilities. Bank fees too. I think they put like two point eight percent. And yeah, and, and interest. Interest. Exactly. So that's 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 what people do. But a lot mm-hmm. of people believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Renting a house is the greatest investment that you can ever do. Hell fucking no. <laughs> Hell no. It's definitely not. <laughs> so it also that's why I say it's always it always depends on your circumstance. What are you trying to take out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, you, what are you trying to take out of it? If what you're doing is as a liability, I mean, if what you're doing is for your personal just to live in, mm-hmm. it's better you do not do a mortgage because you're doing twenty five to thirty years on average. Yeah, you're as a financial commitment. So and you have to hope. Commitment. You have to hope that you are in the same position or better for twenty, for twenty-five to thirty years. Yeah, that's and that's the craziest part. I don't know how people these corporate jobs sell people on a dream that they'll stay there, right? Or even actually, I don't even know, bro. But there's many different situations where it's you, you think you'll be there for a while. You have that hope in your heart, but you don't know what's in store for you. You know. Like, you may not even be around to finish the end of the payment of the mortgage. Yeah. That's the scary part to me. How can you sign such a long, long agreement and tomorrow isn't guaranteed? Right. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start off what I'm saying with this question for you. And I think this is a great question I came up with. I hope everyone really listens. Is it worth having a 30-year liability to dream of having it as an asset? No. No? Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Nothing makes sense to be in debt for that long yeah. or to be paying off that liability for that long to, to, to later on in your life have it as an asset when you're old as shit and you can't even do anything with the money you have. Or yeah. like you maybe could trap, but like you went through 30 years of misery all to, to do what? Like I feel like if I talk to people who finished paying off their mortgages, I think they would say like, I wish I never did it. That's what I personally think. 
mm-hmm. only because you get stuck in a cycle. And like you said, with the, with the phone contracts, it's a little bit shorter. With the car finance, it's a little it's a short term, you know, two, three years, maybe five years. This one is the span of a lifetime. This is almost your whole entire adult life. Exactly. So you don't want to give up all your good years paying off the bank. And because I believe you could do so much more with your money if you just go and rent somewhere. And if you can afford a house, go buy a house. Yeah. But if you can't, then to look for somewhere to live, I think renting is the best situation. And it's just with, with housing mortgage is just too much. It's way too much. Not that I could fathom it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I really can't. And just a quick brief, I guess, outline of how it would go. Because I was once someone who wanted to go try to get a mortgage. So the rule of thumb is that the bank will not loan you um, more than four times as much as your income or how much you file as your income tax. So say you made 50 bands, you made $50,000. They will not loan you more than 200000 alone. So what they do is they tell you, okay, bring someone and they want a parent or they want someone of kin. They want someone close to you. And that way they add on that person's income statement or income taxes. And then they can now add on to how much they're willing to give you the four times the the times four multiple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're making 50,000 and someone else is making 50,000 now, instead of getting approved for 200 K they can approve you for 400 K and this is the type of system that they kind of work around. That's the rule of thumb. (laughs) You're bringing other people. You're bringing, you're dragging people in with you. So this nonsense loom circle. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so, and I feel like that uh, that is the first obstacle to get around. So it's not about having a down payment because a lot of people have the amount of money to drop for a down payment, mm-hmm. but it's whether or not you're going to get that loan from the bank. So that's one. And I feel like that in itself is so much work. And that if you can't afford it, they'll now come to that second person you put on the mortgage or that third person that you had to bring onto the mortgage just to get approved. So now you have to pay off all of that, all of that money over 20 to 30 years. If you don't make it that long, then the person that you put on that mortgage with you is going to have to be paying off all of that. Yeah. And to me, that's like, that's kind of weird. And the crazy part is that if you want to now sell it, I'm pretty sure they have mortgage brokers where you can now go and sell your mortgage. And to me, that kind of defeated the whole purpose of why you got into it in the first place. So if you're not someone that can do 20 to 30 years of paying the bank a certain amount of money, then you're in no position to now go and get a mortgage because even if you get approved for it, even if they check your credit score and everything's lovely, if you cannot withstand the whole length of that term, it is completely pointless to get involved because you now paid additional money. You're paying, you're paying interest on every month that you pay because the, the bank loaned you the money. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you did that. Say you went five to 10 years or whatever happened and you either lose your job or you lose interest in the home or something happens and you don't no longer want to be there. That five to 10 years that you spent at that house is a complete waste of time. You're paying rent. You're paying rent to the bank. You might as well go pay rent somewhere else and you know you're paying rent. Yeah. Instead of paying a mortgage and living off this false dream that you can now own that crib after paying 
so much amount of interest and all kinds of things that you have to now pay along with that mortgage. So if you're not someone that can do something long term, then a mortgage is definitely not in your best interest if you want to be financially free. Yeah. So on that point, I guess we can end out. And I just really hope that everyone understands kind of what a liability and what an asset is for the Mm -hmm. most part. Anything that ties you in long term and you have to pay them is a liability unless you can now flip that and make it make you money. Whatever that liability you went and got, if you can make it generate money, it it is now somewhat of an asset. Mm -hmm. But until you fully own that property or until you fully own that car or that phone, whatever it is, until you fully own it, it, it is not an asset. And you cannot think of it as an asset. If you think of it as an asset and you're just making your regular money and you're just paying it off, you're stuck in now the rat race. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. I I, want to give them, I want to say two things. So I want to give them homework. Okay. So I think this is probably going to be the first podcast that gives homework. But (laughs) (laughs) this is just just for yourself, right? This is just so you know, because it's, it's, it's putting what you heard and what you listen into action. Yeah. Into effect. Right. Like as you're, after you listen to this, sit down and just count how many, what your assets are and how many you have and what your liabilities are and put it as, as like a T chart, as a T table. Yeah. So very simple. Yeah. Very simple. Just put your assets on one side, put your liabilities on so one assets side. Assets can be anything that brings you money, be even your job, you. yeah. anything. Yeah. And then the liability on the other side of the T chart. And that can be anything that now takes money out of your pocket. Exactly. So for everybody that lives in Toronto, I'm pretty sure you have a phone. Phone bill is the first one. Yep. Phone bill. If you're paying rent, rent, if you have a car, just on average, how much insurance, insurance yeah, all these costs, yeah. all just total it up. And number one, that way you will see where your money's going. Yes. That's the best way, right? Yes. You'll see where your money's going. And then that way you have a better idea of what your liabilities are and what your assets are. Because a lot of people might think that they have assets, but it's really liabilities, Yeah. right? I'm so sure. you have to realize the difference between the two. And I think once you do know that and it's in your, fr- in your face, yeah, you will begin because there's small, a lot of small incurred co- like there's like Amazon Prime. There's there's so many there's Netflix, Netflix. There's, yeah, yeah, there's there's small all these Crave TV. There's a whole bunch. There's if you're paying for internet, there's internet. You if you're paying home yeah. phone, you know cable. There's all, so many different services, small small things that eventually add up. But the thing is, it's because it's five dollars here, ten dollars here. You don't see you how you don't much. See it. Yeah. So that's why it's well, that's why we we just, we wanted to discuss today is where your money is going. So you'll be able to see that. Then once you see that. Ask yourself if you were to get a million dollars, yeah, what would you what would you spend your million dollars on? Okay. And once you do that, see how much liabilities you purchased and how much assets you purchased. And the reason yeah. why I say that is because from our last podcast that we discussed yeah. about um, uh, rappers or um, basketball players and, and NFL players, yeah, all those people. The reason why they go broke so quickly is because majority of the things that they buy are liabilities not assets and they don't know it and they don't know it yeah so that's why i'm saying if you were to get a million dollars what would you pay for so in this way you can kind of train yourself it's like a mindset to be able to recognize immediately what's an asset and what's a liability once you know that you will then become so much more financially literate when it comes to purchasing purchasing yeah yeah and whenever you want to whenever some someone comes to you and says oh there's this new service that we're offering and it's only five bucks a month 
you're not looking at the five dollars. You're looking at how much is this adding to my adding to my, my liability list, yeah, exactly. my grocery list. How much have. you have to pay? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But if everyone comes to you on just a two dollar fifty cents, five dollars, then of course it means nothing to you, right? But then you have to look at it as as a how total. much it's adding to in total, exactly. right? Because you so, already have living expenses. Exactly. People don't realize your income pays for your living expenses. Yeah. If you now bring on more liabilities, more liabilities, you're making it hard to now exactly. pay off those things because you have to pay for your living expenses. And then now you add it on certain luxuries that you'd like, mm-hmm. and now you're forced to pay that too. Exactly. If you owned it, you're not really forced to pay it, but each of those things have its own expenses. And now you can add that to the expense chart instead of adding the bank loan uh, interest <laughs> yeah. and all other things that you <laughs> have to tackle on. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's the difference between, that's why when you, when all you see on these Instagram pages of, look at the difference between the rich and the poor uh, or, or the, the wealth and the wealthy and the rich, mm-hmm. right? Or the people that look, that the one that look, look rich. rich yeah. So like, you know, you'll see Bill Gates, for example, and he's just wearing a regular t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. And then you'll see another guy that's chained up, that, like all chains and all watches chains and stuff like big, that. Yeah. You know, designer everywhere. And then, it's, the reality is, is this person, the wealthy person, yeah. right, understands money. Yeah. He knows money. He understands assets and liabilities. Yeah. Because of that, because of that mindset, even when they become so wealthy, so rich, it's the mindset. It's, it's, it's their in nature. Them, it's yeah. in their nature. In so them. it doesn't make sense for them to buy designer clothes. Yeah. Because that becomes a liability. What, why do I need a li- Why do I need designer clothes? Exactly. I could just buy any regular clothes at the end and of the day. Be, yeah, and I could I, be warm. Yeah, <laughs> and I would rather use that extra money to make more money. That's when you become so wealthy. Yeah, right? that's Whereas, how you really get it. That's how you. That's how you become that too. But uh-huh. if you're if you're rich and you're here buying all these designer things, like some of these ra- oh, majority of these majority, rappers, yeah, right? Entertainment. Yeah. Right. So then then obviously you go broke that way. Because yeah, exactly. you're, by the end of it, when that stream of income that's able to sustain the rich lifestyle, the lifestyle that you have yeah. stops, you realize how much liabilities you have. You've just built up. Yeah, that you can't keep up payments with. Exactly. And all these chains and stuff that you have, the moment that you buy it, it's just like a car. It depreciates, yeah. right? For certain watches and stuff like that, it depreciates. It's, yeah. But like if you're buying jewelry that's custom made and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, custom made ones. Unless you're a household name, name brand, <laughs> yeah. then it's that chain down. is not, yeah, it's exactly. not selling for more. So then it becomes a liability. And then this is when you lose money, right? Exactly. And that's how these all these entertainers, within a couple of years of after their craft of whatever industry that they're after in, they, 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 they end up going broke. Yeah. Right? So... Basically, just, just do see. that. Yeah, do, do, do a chart of just basically recognizing your assets and liabilities and also just see if you were to have a million dollars, what would you be? What would you pay? And that would show you if you did have a million dollars, you would either be rich or stay rich or you'll be broke because exactly. you, you're going to buy Because the moment you say car and house and you want to buy a $100,000 car and a, and a $600,000, dollars house, you already hit almost a million dollar yeah. mark, right? But if you say, I'm going to rent... I'm going to do this and yeah. the remaining of the money I'm going to invest in here, 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 here. And within, within yeah. a couple years, you're going to exceed that million dollars, right? Exactly. So it's the mentality thing. And that's how you know where you need to work on yourself, yeah. you know, over, uh, over the period of time. For, uh, but yes, in closing, free game, all game, out on all platforms. Yep. Instagram. Follow us. Follow us. Let us know of any extra topic ideas maybe you'd like to hear us discuss or any entrepreneurs that you'd like for us to bring on the show that'd be lovely that's it for today and we're out peace